This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie and Thrive Plus. MyBookie and Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome in to a special wild card edition of Moneyline. In studio with my partner in grind. At Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Happy Sunday. Beautiful day outside. Kind of a tough loss to get over. So we'll be everybody's therapy today for the Texans and the big loss. But hey, I mean, great set of games. Nothing like gambling and, and having some fun with wild card games and some fantasy. So I'm looking forward. We get another two big games today, man. It's going to be exciting. Exciting it will be. Big games on the horizon. And big jams on the menu, behind the glass, like every Sunday, jamming out, working harder than anybody in this industry I know, Kelp! Yo, that was an exceptional lead into my announcement. I appreciate that, man. That was a good one right there. Yeah, we like to get it hype, man. It's Sunday, we got some football, and you know, we got to get over yesterday, but we'll get into all that stuff. How was your weekend, Cam? Everything going good? Everything was copacetic, you know? It sucks the Texans lost. Uh, I thought that I lost a lot of money gambling, and then Jerry informed me, no, I didn't, because the Cowboys, or the Seattle Seahawks, actually went for two last night, and I forgot about that, so <laughs> That's right. still got the guap. There you go. I, I got the uh, the push on the Seattle game, so I was for a while, I was like, yeah, I'm going to win this thing, and then, you know, Cowboys came back, and I got the push, so I'll take the push. That's okay. It's, it's better than losing money. That's obvious. No, for sure. Everyone out there that had that Seattle ticket, if you got it at two and a half, as did Cam, you're, it's a blessing this morning. You wake up and... You're thanking uh, the kicker for not being able to go out there, forcing them to have to go for two points all the time. Uh, it was just, it was crazy to that see the weird, kicker go. Right? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't know what their plan was going to be. No, and, and that stuff happens, man. So it was a blessing. I only had it at two, so I got the push, but that's okay. It was, uh, it was an interesting game, and I'm married to a, a Cowboys fan, so uh, you'll, you'll have to forgive me for that. So as I'm sitting there cheering on the Seahawks, I'm like, I got money on the line. She's like. I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't care about how much money you have. On Let it. them win by one <laughs> yeah, or two, please. That's what she was saying. So you Cowboys advance, Texans. Man, we're going to get into all this. That was uh, that was a rough one to watch, man. That rough, 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 rough. I was actually there. Yeah, like I was telling Cam, I went there with intentions. You know, when you when you pay Uber to go game, you go there with intentions of Thrive Plusing and drinking, <laughs> and that's what I did. I took my Thrive. I did the drinking and. The beer just started tasting bad by by second quarter. That beer didn't taste good. Halftime, like butter beer. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I didn't get no nachos, no nothing. It was nope. just seriously. I mean, it's seriously, man. It was kind of like a a weird silence in there, and it's just yeah. like I said. Then I started hearing people talking about just kick field goals to so we don't go home with a zero. And you're like, oh man, it's time to get out of here. And you had like, some phenomenal seats too. I think yeah. I saw a video on uh, on Twitter or something, man. It seemed like you could throw the the football. 
right onto the field. With yeah, them. we had it was great seats, fourth row right there on the ten yard line. We we we, we were trying to do it big. We I thought going to that game that we were going to see a Watson versus Luck showdown to the end. Yep. You know, last possession wins, and we didn't get that. So. We'll get into a little more Texans and are you satisfied or not with what the season ended up as and what you want going forward. We'll do all that on the next segment. But for now, let's touch on, I guess, the last fantasy cash and trash from last week. And I know that seems a long way away because the Cowboys are played again. But yeah. let's think about how the Cowboys played all their guys Man. in Week 17 and killed my under, which I was so... <laughs> I mean, I was faithfully on it thinking there's no way they're going to play one series with the starters. And before you know it, they were going back and forth. Yeah. Jason Garrett was trying to prove a point, which makes it crazy that they came out yesterday and still did their thing. Much props to the Cowboys fans out there. Cowboys fan listening to this morning. You deserve it. You went out there. That defense. I mean, I was one that left this year coming into the year. I remember they posted a picture on PFF or somewhere saying hey, this Dallas defense is for real. I remember I, I, I'll call myself out, and I remember laughing, and I think I even retweeted something saying for real about what. Like, but look at that yeah. defense. That defense is good. They're scary. They're, they're good on every level. They are, man. They they're really good. And then this time of year, that's what you need. It is. I wish we would have had a little bit of that with the Texans yesterday. Uh, Man, Andrew Luck just kind of did whatever he wanted the entire day. Cowboys were the opposite, man. They did their thing. I guess playing their guys actually worked out for them. And uh, it, it was a, it was tough yesterday for Texans fans because like there was never really a moment where you were like, yeah, I'm excited or they got a chance or you know they they defer on the kickoff, which I saw a lot of people killing O'Brien for that, which I don't. You know, that's a Patriots thing. They always defer, and, you know, they figure if they score before halftime and they get the ball coming out of halftime, that's an advantage, but that did not happen at all. The, the Colts just went right down the field, and it was the same stuff, right? It was T.Y. Hilton right away. You know, all week what we were talking about, well, we got to limit T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron. Uh, who are the two guys that got them early? T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron. So it's almost like it's almost like they didn't game plan maybe maybe they're just a bad matchup maybe the texans don't match up well with the colts i'm not sure but man their offensive line for the colts they were protecting andrew luck all day and and that's the coast playing on a what you call a short week right yeah. in a must win situation last sunday then they're then they're forced to play on the road in the first game of the wild card weekend yep. you figured they were going to come out flat and they were everything opposite of that no they they were everything opposite of that you're right they they were amazing. We were not good. <laughs> it's like you're great. I'm terrible. You're attractive. I'm very bad looking. Yeah. You know, it was it was one of those things where they were everything great. We were everything. I'm not terrible. crying. You crying? Yeah, yeah. And we probably there were probably some tears and some beers yesterday for sure. It was bad, man. And it was all the same stuff, though, right? Is the secondary can't stop anybody? You know, we. And I hate to do this because I think Brian Gaines done a good job, but we have to be fair, right? As much as we give him credit for the good things he's done as the GM of the Texans. How's that Aaron Colvin signing looking? Oh, we're going to go get a top-notch cornerback from the Jaguars. Dude was inactive yesterday. He didn't even play. Yeah, he was a healthy scratch. Yes. I mean, what, I mean, what does that mean? That is... Unless you're Antonio Brown and causing yeah. trouble, like, what does that mean? You mean he's that much worse than, like, Sharice Wright and all these other guys that I, I don't even know? Nah. He must be. That's crazy. It's crazy to think that. I mean... Would you even bring him back next year? I haven't even looked at his contract situation, but, man, if they can get out of it, I'm sure they're going to try. As a whole, and I'm, I'm, this is for both of y'all, not because they started off bad and had their streak or everything, but are you content with 
Let's say that we didn't know they were going to go on the streak and you would have saw the final final uh, regular season record and then you saw that they were going to lose in the first round. Is that acceptable to you at this point? I mean, let's be honest. We we took the over with the total this year, right? Yeah, we Which were was, all, what, like eight and a half, something yeah, like nine, that. Yeah, nine, I think. But, yeah. and, we, and they surpassed it. So, yeah, but, they, yeah, but I, I thought maybe they'd go get their asses kicked by the Patriots this week. You know, but not – look, I bet on the Colts yesterday, so I saw this one coming. I – especially getting points, that was a no-brainer for me. I mean, Andrew Luck's been unbelievable. Texans, it's been the same game every week. It looked like Nick Foles, what he was doing, and Andrew Luck just kept on doing it. They just they have to reload in the secondary. I'm sorry, Kareem Jackson, I love you, but it's time to move on from him. Jonathan Joseph, it's time. You know, we need some some new players in the secondary. And we are so much better at safety this year than maybe we've ever been in the history of the franchise. They are so loaded at safety, but you wouldn't know it from the stats and the way yeah. they give up big plays in the passing game. Like you wouldn't know it. We're so much more talent at safety and they're not any better. They're, they're even worse. So that just shows you got to have some good corner play and they, they swung and they missed with Aaron Colvin. So th- Man, they better draft and they better go get some free agents. They're they're in trouble, man, because Andrew Luck's not going anywhere. No. Yeah, you, you got to be care or I mean, you got to be scared of the of the Colts now. I mean, they they've got an offensive line that allowed the most last year, sacks wise, and then allowed the fewest this year. Andrew Luck seems to be healthy. For me, even even if you're including the streak, this is a disappointing season because you 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 had to have that nine game win streak just to even get. Yeah. where you're at. I mean, can you imagine if they had cut that streak in half and only won five? Like, they would be a losing team. Like, for me, this is a disappointing season. Like, you made the playoffs, you won 11 games, but then you got your ass beat by the Colts. You've seen twice already this season. Yep. They did exactly what you knew they were going to do. They were going to hit you with the tight ends. And even though you held T.Y. under 75 yards, you still somehow lost. Like, I don't understand it. Like, look, I know you signed Bill O'Brien to that extension, but you're seeing the same stuff over and over and over again every single year. And to the secondary, yeah, the secondary's got to go. I mean, J. Joe keeps getting re-signed because he's that veteran presence, but he doesn't get any better. Kareem Jackson is more of a safety, so if you're even going to keep him, keep him as a safety. And then Aaron Colvin. I mean, (laughs) who is this guy? Like, I forgot he was on the team. So, I mean, the whole secondary's got to get revamped. you got to add to that offensive line, and then you have to go get another weapon for Deshaun because you can't count on Will Fuller to stay healthy. Even if you bring back Thomas, Thomas has had seasons where he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So, it yeah, this this season, eleven wins is cool, man. But uh, it it's disappointing. It's disappointing. You should have won that game at home. You should have won that game. You averaged twenty nine points against the Colts in the regular season, and you put up seven. It's unbelievable. Like, they couldn't stop him. It's ridiculous. Like, the coaching was apparent yesterday, right? Like everything Frank Wright was doing, it was working. They were just methodically going down the field, mixing the run with the pass. Marlon Mack was just – how many times did you see like Justin Reed or Kareem Jackson just come up and pop him and, and they fall down and Marlon Mack just stayed on his feet, you know, and just kind of walked out of bounds? That was incredible to me. I'm like, man, that guy is – he's a sturdy dude. He was getting popped and they couldn't even knock him on the ground. So th- there was just nothing that went right yesterday. It was it was a tough one. And, you know, I don't want to be the guy that piles on, but I'm disappointed. I at least thought we'd see a game. I mean, Jerry was there, and they just go, touchdown, touchdown. I mean, how was it in the building? Because I heard the boos start coming down kind of early. When when did you start noticing the crowd was starting to turn? Early. That second quarter, the the crowd started turning, you could tell. And then at halftime, it was just that, that, that little hope, you know, like we're going to come out. We're going to score. Yeah. We're going to do it one possession at a time. As soon as they saw that that wasn't happening, it was, 
all hell broke loose. Man, people weren't even watching. That's why I was just really? so, I'm telling you, people were just talking amongst themselves and people were like <laughs> laughing. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Some guy I heard say, I wish they would just kick a, a field goal right now and just so we don't go out with a zero when they were, you know, I'm just like, what are we doing right now? And it's just sad. It's sad because you pay a lot of money to go to these yeah. games. You The parking, it's just like a ticket itself. And you get up there and you just, from the get-go, it was over. Uh, and did you ever feel you had a chance in that game? No. It, the thing that surprised me the most, and Cam, did you notice this too? When we were like way behind and the Texans were finally driving, there was no sense of urgency. You know, they're like, we're down by like three scores and we're just kind of walking up and getting in the huddle and running plays. Like, what are you doing? I never, honestly, I never see urgency with, with I love Deshaun. And I'm, I'm not going to say I love Bill, but I never see urgency with those two. Even Deshaun, with like 40 seconds left in a few games uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, was was just like half-ass running. It's like, yo, the, the, this isn't basketball. No. The clock doesn't stop, you know what I mean? It's like, crazy. It, it keeps running. Like, you have to make a move. And, I mean, to the point where we got outcoached on every level, again, you, you, yes. you limited T.Y. and Eric Ebron, and then you give up your first 100-yard rusher to Marlon Mack. You've been able to contain the first two games. Like, any way you look at this game, you got outcoached. You did. On every level. It was so embarrassing. I'd be so embarrassed if I was Bill O'Brien right now. It's not his job to be embarrassed, Cam. So there you go. It's not my job. You're right. It's not his job. No, but I mean, and we'll touch on him a little bit more in the next segment just to put a, a ribbon on it, I guess, and to wrap up the season because at the end of the day, I mean, they did. They did give you something to uh, pull forward. Yeah. They made it exciting during the year. They gave you a glimpse of hope. But again, it's just, I feel bad, man. I this. It reminds me of whenever I went to a party that year, they played the Chiefs, and then it was a blowout from the beginning, you know? <laughs> it felt like that, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I remember somebody was cooking crawfish. The guy was getting the crawfish stuff ready on the side of the house. When he comes in, it was a, I mean, he's looking at the score like, uh, he changed the channel and put it back, like thinking he could refresh the channel. You're like, no, there's no refresh. There's no nothing. But, again, shout-out to all the Texans fans that show up faithfully week in, week out. Just a quick shout-out to Miss Kathy Holmes and Miss Janet Walker that I met yesterday from Conroe. They went out. They were partying like it, like it was no other. They didn't care. So, again, shout-out to all the Texans fans out there. Hey, it's a struggle, and that's why whenever you do make a run in these playoffs, you have to cherish it because yeah. it doesn't happen in at the end of the day, this is what you play the game for, right? Just you win yep. some, you lose some, but uh, you live to fight again, Craig. <laughs> you do. You got your hands, Jerry. Uh, yeah, no, you're right, man. It, w- it was a tough loss, and we'll get into that a little bit more on the other side. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. I said it's too late to This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. If you want to call in and talk anything gambling, if you want to give your thoughts on the Texan season, or if you want to even what you want going forward from this team, we'd be glad to hear from you. We'd be glad to talk it out. Or if you just want to hit us up on Twitter, at Moneyline97.5 is where you can find us. Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam, 
Jerry Bo. Let's talk some more Texas, man, before we, we wrap up the season for good. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, as we look back on this year, it kind of feels like a another normal kind of Texan season, right? They're they're good enough to win the division, but that's about it. And I thought with Deshaun, we would be kind of hitting that next level, but it was a team loss yesterday, though, because not only was Deshaun not very particularly good, the defense couldn't stop anybody. Marlon Mack, 148 yards rushing on 24 carries. He averaged 6.2 yards per carry. And that's what's funny, right, is everybody's like, well, the Texans, they always shut down the run. That's not going to be an issue. Well, man, it was a big issue yesterday. But I think it worked because they set up the run with the pass, right? Like they came out and just started attacking every third down. We could not get them off the field. We had J.J. with that big penalty right on third down. We, we had, Yeah, we had a lot of big penalties on third down that Whitney Merciless, remember, had a really big one where he jumped off sides and – and we would have had him off the field on that one. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff where, I mean, do you blame that on coaching, guys not being disciplined? I mean, it's it's not Romeo jumping off sides. I You're mean, lucky you only gave up 21 points. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Like, you gave up over 420 yards of offense, and they didn't score in the second half. Like, you're lucky that you only lost 21-7. That's true. I mean, there was just... Andrew Luck could have had a much bigger game. He just didn't need to. Yeah, they, they, they I were think just they felt. The let's just get it. Let's shorten this game and get out of here. They felt it. It's just that's so weird, though, man. It just what what led to that? It's such a complete train wreck. That was a train wreck of a performance, and I hate to. I just I, yeah, I expected mean, so much more. To me, that's even more embarrassing. The fact that they didn't even score in the second half, and you couldn't even make. You couldn't put anything together. I mean, that's like the ultimate slap in the face. Basically, the Colts were like, "Hey, we did enough in the first half, and." You're not doing anything at all, so we can just take our foot completely off the gas. Yeah, they just – we didn't have an answer, or the Texans didn't have an answer for anything yesterday. It it was hard to watch, and, you know, I especially feel bad for guys like J.J., and I saw him getting a lot of attention, you know, a lot of double teams. So I – and they get rid of the ball so quick. I knew going into this game, I'm like, well – Andrew gets rid of the ball really fast, so the pass rush isn't nearly as big a deal. I was hoping maybe they'd they drop some more guys in coverage. You know, they I figured they'd have some kind of plan, right? Because we came into this going, all right, well, got to stop T.Y. Hilton immediately the first drive of the game. It was T.Y. that killed you every time. And I hate blaming Romeo for that because he was catching a lot of balls in double coverage. I mean, I think there was that real deep shot, like McKinney was playing really deep to mm-hmm. double him, and he didn't get he didn't get deep enough, and he had either a safety or a corner on him as well, and that was in double coverage. Hilton made the catch. The one on the sideline, I think that first third down conversion to start the game, J. Joe was right next to him, but, you know, T.Y. still caught the ball right on the sideline and got the first down. Just everything went right for them yesterday and it's not like you can blame the refs for this one or you know what I mean like it was just an an ass whooping the season as a whole from a betting perspective the Texans went seven nine and one against the spread good for 43 percent so you look with sometimes that's where you can adjust yourself not how good of a team is but do they cover because that's what the computer you know these generated spreads these lines that's how you just how good of a team really is right if they're beating these spreads they're they're overperforming on what they should be right yeah. with the baseline we'll look next last year they were exactly the same, 43.87 and 9 really? against the spread. So I wanted to go back and look, when did this change or when have they had it different? We go back to 2016 and they were 7-10 and 1, 41%. So is that just what this team is? Are they just a mediocre yeah. team that 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 gets 
I mean, gets the breaks, I guess, this year we could say in games that could have been coin flips. And then ultimately you run into a team that is good and, and has something. I mean, because the spread yesterday told you that on a neutral field, the Colts were the better team. Yeah. You take it to three points, and that's what the line was telling you. A lot of people didn't seem to believe it, and now you see what happened. Is this just a, a product of that? Because, like I said, if you look back three years, they've never been over 42 or, or 43% winners against the spread. They're not hitting these lines, and at this point, I don't know what to think. No, I'm with you. And Who did they really beat this year that's a good team? The, the, the Colts, right? The first time when they were 0-3 and they beat the Colts. But that one was kind of fluky, right? With them going for it on fourth down, we kind of got gifted that one. But it, it makes sense, right? I mean, we lost to the Giants. And how big is that Eagles loss look now? You know, where you would have had the bye. I mean, that is huge. And that was, man, a lot of penalties in that game, too. The, the, the Clowney roughing the passer when they could have gotten off the field there. to That would have pretty much won the game probably right there. I think they would have had to go for it on fourth down from their own end zone. So, you know, it just there's, – there's so all those little, little things, man, they add up. And, and they happened yesterday with, you know, J.J. jumping offsides and Merciless. We talked about that. And, and, and speaking of Whitney Merciless, like, I like the dude. He, he's a nice guy. He, he was a really great player, but – do you notice him like making any plays anymore? Yeah, I don't. I don't know about him anymore. Got that man. big contract yeah. two years ago and didn't show up this year. No, and now it looks like they're probably going to franchise Clowney, and, and I guess we can kind of look at it next year. So Clowney will probably won't even show up until about week one. I'm guessing next year they'll franchise him. They, they got to address the secondary. Luckily, we have some extra draft picks from the Dwayne Brown trade. We've got an extra second round pick. So th- that'll help them out a little bit. Now we, we lost a fourth-round pick in the Demarius Thomas trade, and I can't imagine that they're going to bring him back. A torn Achilles and $14 million cap number. like, And they can get out of it, it looks like. It's not guaranteed. Kiki QT, how about a positive thing? Kiki QT actually played yesterday, and he was really good. Over 100 yards. Yeah, and a touchdown. And, boy, that was a close one. He almost fumbled that. That was Man, that was close. He had possession just for a second as it crossed the. They pylon. got lucky that they called it touchdown initially. Yes, if they had called it a fumble into the end zone, that would have been a fumble into the end zone. It, it would have. I would have fumbled my beard. <laughs> my, I mean, at that point, I'm just praying yeah. for something. But where on the offensive side of the ball can they get better? A team that was 11th in total scoring, 17th in passing yards, eighth in rushing yards. I mean, 11th uh, time on field possession, basically seventh in number of plays. Where do you want to see him? I mean, I guess the the the, the wide receiver too, obviously, right? Yeah, because yeah. you know we're supposed to get Will Fuller back, but there's no, you know, it's an ACL back for how long? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah, right, Jerry. He's always banged up, even though he might be back from the ACL. It'll be something else. And, and I love him as a player. It's just he's he's hurt a lot. And the offensive line that's got to be the thing, right? They gotta they gotta be able to run the ball. Do like the Colts did. Why did the Colts beat you? Because they upgraded their offensive line over the last couple of years. They were able to protect Luck. They they could run the ball at will. So I think that's where they really got to upgrade. How good is Nelson? That, oh, oh, man. He's the guy. He, he's like a bodyguard back there. He, he He's no one will touch my quarterback kind of guy. And that's who you want. He yes. is. Sometimes I love the, the, the unsexy pick is the pick you need. O-line is not a sexy pick, but yeah. look what it got them. Especially a guard, right? You usually don't see guards go in the top five, but, you know, you know, talking with, you know, Lance Zerline, who works here and, and looks at all the film, he was all over Quentin Nelson. He's like, this guy is like a, a safe with legs. You know, this guy is huge, and, and he's going to be special. Did you see the replay of him manhandling Jadavian Clowney? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. my God. And, and that's still a kid, too. Yeah. You know, just wait till he gets that grown man weight. Like, I mean, he's still a kid. 
no doubt. So we need to follow like the Colts did, upgrade the offensive line. And, of course, you know, the secondary. But that's what's tough, right? Lamar Miller, I think, has one year left on his deal. I think he's going to make about $7 million next year. Did you feel like Lamar Miller did anything yesterday? No. No. You know, and I saw Alfred Blue in there, and I'm just like, how long are we going to keep doing the Alfred Blue? And you notice they went to Foreman, too. They were looking for any kind of spark in that game, and they went to Foreman, and, you know, nothing really happened there either. It was just, dude, the problem is they need to upgrade a running back. They got to upgrade the offensive line. I know we got some tight ends in the draft, but do you feel like any of those guys are future pro bowlers? I don't. I, I don't either. I, you know, so I'm the just, easy ugh. schedule the Texans is hiding a ton of holes that this team has. Yes. Like, thank exactly. God this team had what, what the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL, or yeah. <laughs> you'd be really screwed right now. Yeah, they played the NFC East, which turned out to not be very good this year. You know, even though the Giants came in and beat you, but they did beat the Cowboys, and that's what's funny. You know, the Cowboys. They go on, they beat Seattle yesterday, and your Texans, they beat the Cowboys. But I also feel like it's a we caught them at the right time. Dallas wasn't playing very well. When, that wasn't the you know, same Dallas. No, yeah. no. So, and that's back to kind of my point is we haven't really beaten really good teams all year long. And, and you could see them coming. We're like, yeah, they'll probably lose to the Eagles. Well, they lost to the Eagles. Yeah, they'll probably lose to the Patriots. Well, they lost to the Patriots. You know, it's like. I guess the Texans are almost a gambler's dream, yeah. you know, because you kind of know what to expect from them. Yeah, it's weird. You can really pick, yeah. your, pick your spots with them. Let me ask you a question on this. Andrew Luck, if we go back to fantasy this year, coming into the year, there was question marks on him, right, because nobody knew how what he would be coming back. He hadn't thrown a ball in so long and whatnot. Yeah. A lot of people had him as the ninth overall quarterback. If you go back, you had Rodgers, Watson, Brady, Wilson, Newton, Breeze, Wentz, and Cousins all going ahead of him yeah. if you think back. Where does he go now? Because now he's cementing himself as, remember, Andrew Luck's a top three quarterback when he's in, and he's the one that does it consistently. Yep. He's going to go high now. I mean, he was overall the 83rd pick overall in ADP uh, drafting this year. I mean, your Carson, Kirk Cousins, get him out of there. Your Carson Wentz, get him out of there. Your Drew Brees, he doesn't throw like he used to. The, the no. offense doesn't require that. Your Cam Newton, move him out. So, I mean, now you got Andrew Luck squeezing himself up in there. Do you put Aaron Rodgers before Andrew Luck now? I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? From a fantasy standpoint. It's going to be close. All those guys are going to be bunched up together, and I think people are going to have learned their lesson with drafting quarterbacks early. And the runner, you know? and the running the legs, and the, again, you told me you hit the prop, and yeah. that's just a lesson, everyone here. Go ahead and tell them about the bet you made. Yeah, they had a, I can't remember the exact number, but I think it was around 12 or 15 rushing yards was the prop bet for Andrew Luck yesterday, and, and I took the over, and he ended up with, with over 20 rushing yards, actually. Uh, he he did really well, and I to me, it was just a, an obvious one, because he had he had eight carries for 29 yards is what luck had yesterday and the prop was like i said around like 14 yards and to me i'm like all the texans have to do is flush him out of the pocket one time and he'll probably pick up that prop and and sure enough he did he got it early for me so you know that good feeling jerry when you you know you already win your bet early in the game that's a good feeling so that's the thing about luck back to fantasy jerry where you're right he gets you points with his legs. You know, obviously he throws the touchdowns too, so he's pretty safe. He has a high floor. You know, he's going to get you around 20 points every week. The thing I think you only have to worry about, T.Y. Hilton will be 30 next year. I didn't realize uh, he, that well. Yeah, so, you know, how much more of T.Y. Hilton in your prime is Andrew Luck going to have to throw to? I know that's got to be good for Texans fans, right? Like, let's get T.Y. Hilton out of here, man. The guy's been – he's made a – 
career out of just killing us, you know? Like, he beat you like it was his job. Like, yeah, he did, and it is his job. And him wearing that clown mask yesterday, did you see that? Man, I, I knew it was trouble just from there. Although he didn't go off, I just had a bad feeling as soon as that happened. And sticking to running quarterbacks just real quick, looking at our friends over at mybookie.ag, Lamar Jackson rush yard, 68 and a half today, over or under on that? Oh, man. That's a lot. Yeah, I'm going on the yeah. under because if if you're if we're honest, look, I know that they beat the Chargers by ten last time, but the Chargers did a great job holding. Lamar Jackson had a terrible game. I mean, he he had like 23 rushing yards. He had less than 150 passing yards. So this defense know how to knows how to contain Lamar. So almost 70 yards. I, I mean, I don't. I there's no way I can bet the over. He might get it, but that that's risky to me. And and I thought about doing Watson's. His prop was around like 41, <laughs> 42 rushing yards yesterday. And I was just like, oh, that's a lot. But Deshaun ended up going over too. So, you know, maybe Lamar will as well. But for me, I'm just going to stay away. I don't have a good feeling for that one. Um, I think the Chargers are actually going to probably win this game. I know that's not a popular opinion, but I, I'm kind of leaning that way. And I think it'll help them having played Lamar Jackson just a few weeks ago. So I mean, yeah. they're they're going to stack the box and make the dude throw. I mean, that's the one thing we've seen inconsistent about him is is in the passing game. So if you're the Chargers, you're 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 containing him and making him throw the ball. Because what who is he going to throw to? Willie Sneed? Like none of these receivers are really worth anything. So <laughs> Willie Sneed pass receptions over under two and a half. <laughs> There's another bet that you can look at only only over at mybookie.ag. Just remember who you're betting with or on. It's just important who you're betting with. The people at mybookie.ag they uh, got everything you need: live betting, uh, prop bets, everything that we talk about on this show. They got so that's the place you need to be. They're safe. They're reliable, and they been in business for years that's why i deal with them and i wouldn't go anywhere else i've had a couple bad experiences this year i learned my lesson i'm not cheating on them no more i sometimes step out and i say no i gotta go back to my bookie whenever i have problems a lot of these sites you contact them and it's a robot on the other side i'm literally it's typing you could type in whatever and it sends you back a just a plastic cliche thing please call us back from nine to five or something i my bookie they always have somebody on the other side so go to over right now to my bookie and use promo code radio to get a deposit bonus you deposit 100 they're going to give you 50 percent bonus 300 they're going to give you 150 free dollars to fire off i know football's ending and i know that you're coming to an end with the bowl season the the national title games on money go ahead and let's get some money let's let's win money through the super bowl and then we got march madness shortly after that the grind never stops for us here at money line the show's gonna be always giving out winners and that's what we do here so again go over to mybookie.ag promo code radio and bam, you got 50% deposit bonus. What else can I do for you? We're going to give you winners. We're going to give you bonuses. And you play, you win, you get paid at my bookie. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. Let me tell you something about me. I'm a boy. 14, I done pop my first boy. Since then, I had to keep it on my hip, boy. If I let it ring, then I promise I won't miss, boy. Yeah, we get it cracking. Get it cracking. Stay up in the section while it happens. Up and down, wolf scale. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe. And Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 
Just three guys that like to put money in your pocket every Sunday. Clutch City Cam, Josh Jordan, and your boy Jerry Bow. Let's talk money. I know that's what you're listening to, guys. Reach out 713-780-3776 or at Moneyline975 on Twitter. Let's talk Chargers. Let's talk Ravens. Let's talk cash. Let's do it, man. I, this is an interesting one. It looks like this this line's bounced around a little bit. It opened at two and a half. It looks like it's finally at three. Yesterday when I bet it, it was it was mostly around two and a half, but I paid a little more juice to get the number to three. Just I felt a little more comfortable with the three number. So I'll just go ahead and say it. I like the Chargers in this one. I know a lot of people are on the Ravens, and I understand why. Yeah. <laughs> As Cam is wearing his Chargers shirt, playing the applause button, I like it. I, I like your Chargers this week, Cam. I, I just think it's going to help Rivers. Haven't seen this defense recently. I think Keenan Allen's going to be a little more healthy for this game. I think that'll definitely help. I think Melvin Gordon is going to be a little more healthy for this game as well. So I, I think they're going to do all right. Uh, I'm curious what Jerry thinks with this one. Uh, and by the way, guys, go to Sports Map. That's where Jerry puts out all his picks, and that's. You can put some money in your pocket. Go to Sports Map, read Jerry's Bookie Busters. You know, also follow him on Twitter at Jerry Bonos at Moneyline975. That's where he'll get you in the right place for these games. So without further ado, how do you see this one going, Jerry? The sharp report reads 73% of the bets on the Chargers. Ooh. But the line didn't move against it. It's not representing that reverse line movement, maybe. That's scary. Whenever you see Baltimore getting under 30% of bets on the other side, I, myself, I'm on the Chargers. I can't go back on it now. I'm on them for the Gal Media Contest. I'm on them on the Bookie Busters. Every which way I think the Chargers get this game. But, man, that's so scary. That is scary. That's a lot of money and bets on that side. It's just it's it usually doesn't end well whenever thing you see things like this. That's true, but I will say that remember last week we had the same concerns about the Colts. Remember they were playing the Titans and we were worried that so much of the money was on the Colts and then the Colts ended up just you know smashing the Titans. So that mm-hmm. ended up working for us. So sometimes it can go the other way. Yeah, and that's why sometimes don't overthink it. I'll go with the nine and seven against the spread Chargers, fifty six percent winners this year. If you just bet the Chargers just them by themselves this year you would have 56 percent winning wow. percent you're considered a really good gambler if you just yeah. did that so at the end of the year and just to put a put the guy the teams that were best against the spread chicago 12 and 4 this year 75 percent winners against the spread seattle 10 and 5 and 2 66 new orleans 10 and 6 a team that everybody knew was doing good and vegas added premiums to them and they kept covering they yeah. kept covering they finally fell off against the cowboys but hey that team made money for you kansas city 9 and 6 weird one here cincinnati 9 and 7 against the spread so really? the team doesn't have to be good they just have to be good enough to beat the spread the public perception has to be wrong every per- person that went against cincinnati this year if it was your team going against them never did you think yeah cincinnati's going to cover today like <laughs> never like even against the steelers week the last week whenever i, I mean I, I, it's just crazy to think that but again you don't have to have a winner even the detroit lions the the lowly hey the low detroit Lions, 9 and 7 against the Spread 56% winners. Think about that. When you get cute and you start betting, let's say, for example, okay, Baltimore, 8 and 8 this year, 50% right down the middle, but a Carolina, 7 and 9, 43% winners. Then at the bottom list is Atlanta, 5 and 11 this year. 
31% against the spread winners. If you bet Atlanta, you're selling your house right now. There's no <laughs> way. You know, they're down there with the Jets, the San Francisco, the, the Jaguars, and Oakland's of the of they're down there. They're worse than them. So that just goes to show you don't let public perception guide you. Don't this team, man, they they should be doing that's gonna snap out of it. Sarkeesian. No, 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 no. Let's let's what's real here is the injuries that they had early. Yep. The I mean, I really don't know what else though, because once they started getting healthy, they still never just put it together. So the Atlanta Falcons are a tricky team going forward. And the reason we talk these numbers, just so you have a perception of the team doesn't have to be exact like like the Rams, seven and eight, forty six percent. Winners, you would think the Rams uh, this season, the flashiness, the how they started off. If you bet them all year, you're losing. Uh, you're losing better this year, a gambler. Yeah. So just think about that. Doesn't have to be pretty. The Washingtons in life also get you fifty six. Wow, it's about perception, right? Because it's all you, it you is. Because the Bengals, everybody's like, oh, well, they're terrible. Exactly. So they always underestimate them, and that's why they end up covering a lot of these games. And Atlanta, hey, Matt Ryan was an MVP, and they were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Perception is that they're pretty good, and turns out not so much. And looks like they, they fired their coaches, except for the head coach. I believe they fired their OC. So I think Sarkeesian's gone. They fired their defensive coordinator. So the Falcons will be you know, a little more tricky to handicap next year, right? Because we're not, they're going to have new coaches. We're not going to, it's the unknown. We're not exactly sure how they're going to respond. And Matt Ryan's been a guy that's typically been a lot better his second year in a system. You know, he did really well with Shanahan his second year in the system. And then he did really well his second year with Sarkeesian. So uh, you wonder if maybe Matt Ryan's going to have kind of a down year until he gets adjusted to this new system. Yeah. It, it's it, again, perception is everything anyone could go to this computer right now, day and age that we're in right now and look at the stats and you don't have, you don't even have to watch the games and know you can go somewhere and they're going to tell you what their rank per game against uh, teams that plays on defense, all that. But at the end of the day, it's perception that guides the number to being wrong. Those numbers are all put in all the math you want to do. I guarantee you that those odds makers got better ways to do it. They got sharper numbers. They got ways of anticipating what the public's going to do of what have you shown me lately mentality. And they anticipate that money coming through the money, the public get hits it. And then it makes the line wrong. And then people keep hitting it at wrong, and then Vegas cashes. That's just that's the story of my life. You know what I mean? And that's why I try to sit up here and and get you to learn from my mistakes because I made them so many times down down the line and years ago. And now I look back, and it's about situations, looking at situations, looking at when Mullins came in against Oakland and being like, "There's no way that he's." And then he came out there and torched them. I've seen that. I fell for that. I've seen that. The week prior to that was supposedly the week Vegas had lost the most money in yep. years. And oh my God, let's feel sorry. For for Vegas, like, oh, <laughs> oh and, Vegas. And yeah, and then see what happened starting on that Thursday night. Boom, they killed it because everybody was pounding Oakland. I think back, like, what was I thinking pounding Oakland? Like, I was telling people, go take it to the house. They got smashed. And it's, again, you see that thing year after year. And this is all about situations. Remembering, oh, man, I've seen this situation. Not exactly these two teams, not exactly these coaching staffs, but I've seen this situation where people were thinking a certain thing. The, the public perception was one thing, and it didn't go that way. That's what gambling is. It is, and it's noticing those trends. And we we probably should have seen it coming with the Texans, you know, because they they haven't been playing great down the stretch. Yeah. They haven't. Even though Watson was really good against the Eagles, well, we also saw how bad the defense was, and that same defense showed up yesterday. So it's paying attention to those little trends. And 
and for I've learned a lot from Jerry. It's about finding the the free money out there. When you see little prop bets where you're just like, man, that just doesn't look right. That's where you can cash in. And these guys that are you know handicapping all this stuff, they're doing everything right. Everything. They're doing the games, the props, all the games, all both sides, all that stuff. So they're not going to get everything right. So that's when you have to kind of be careful and pick your spots and go find the ones that they got wrong, like the Andrew Luck rushing total yesterday. You knew he was going to have more than twelve or fourteen yards, and yeah. he did, and he got it pretty early. So it's little things like that that you can look for. And and I kind of see some value with the Chargers today. I just, for me, when it gun to my head, when I'm making a decision on a bet or fantasy or whatever, I look at the quarterbacks, man. That That's so important. And I know I didn't win picking Russell Wilson and the Seahawks yesterday, but also didn't lose. And typically, I like to go with the better quarterback. That's why I bet on the Colts. Andrew Luck, I'm, as good as I think Deshaun Watson is, he's he's not quite as good as Andrew Luck yet. He's a young quarterback. He's getting better. But Andrew Luck had more playoff experience. And, and that showed, man, that the playoff experience thing is for real. What I like about that, five and one against the spread in their last six games in the playoffs as road underdogs are the Chargers. Really? Experience, Mr. Rivers. On the other side of the ball, you have everything but that with Lamar Jackson. The Chargers, road warriors, because... Does anyone have a worse home field advantage than them? Because they're no. playing in a soccer stadium. I mean, yeah. whenever you're planning an away game and you want to plan good weather, and st- uh, you, you, you let's, why don't we go to L.A.? You know what yep. I mean? And whenever you watch L.A. games, usually the opposing team, the fan base, is the one that dominates the, yeah. the crowd. And it's crazy to think that. So why do they play so great on the road? Because they're used to it. They don't care about that crowd. They, the crowd does nothing for them. Chargers 7-1 and one straight up. And against the spread on the road this year, Ravens one and five against the spread in their last six home games. That's interesting. And you brought up the stat. What was it last week about how Jim Harbaugh is not very good in these uh, must-win games? Yeah, like, he's like, one of the least profitable coaches in yeah. that situation. So that's another thing that kind of has me leaning a little bit to the Chargers here. Uh, and I'm, I'm just looking at the weather here today for this game. It looks like it's about 52 degrees in Baltimore. And it doesn't look like there's going to be any rain. So, man, that's like perfect weather. That's great for Phil Rivers in the passing game if it's just going to be 52 and partly cloudy outside. So that, that looks good for the Chargers' offense. I and love if it. I may throw a bet out there. Yeah. Uh, there's one that's uh, Melvin Gordon pass receptions over three and a half, under three and a half. Ooh, I kind of like the over. I'm there. betting on the over on yeah. that. I like that and as this well. This is a guy that almost averages like five a game. Yeah. So. Yesterday, Watson. One of the three quarterbacks this weekend making his first playoff start. Traditionally, that's not a good thing. Since 2002, if they're a home favorite, 4-13 and 13 against the spread, 7-10 and 10 straight up. Home underdogs, 2-5 and five against the spread, 2-5 and five straight up. Road favorites, 1-2, and 2-2 two, two and two against the spread. Road underdogs, 6-9. and nine. None of them are winning against the spread, making their first playoff That's something to keep in mind there because it is a different – it's still football, but it's faster. Everything's on the line. And today you get two of those. You get Lamar Jackson against Rivers, which is seasoned as anyone, and then you get Money Mitch Trubish (laughs) against Nick Foles, which is – I mean, if you're playing with somebody with ice water in the veins as anyone, it's him right now. He's playing with no pressure on him. He just plays. 
It's true. My, my only concern with Foles, and, and we're going to have Holly on a little later to talk about her Eagles, just FYI, guys. But uh, it's the injury with Foles. I'm kind of like, how hurt is he really? You know, because he left that game last week. And I know they kind of they had a lead, so maybe they didn't feel it was necessary to put him back in. But, I mean, he's playing the Bears. <laughs> I mean, he's going to take some hits today. Yeah, he is. And we'll talk about that game also coming up in a few. I'm curious to see what Holly has to say about the game. You know she's hype right now. Oh, yeah. I wish I had a, a heart monitor on right now because you know that thing's thumping. Shout out to Holly. She will be on in the first segment of the second hour. So we'll be right back. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. If I got it drip, drip, I'm overseas. B-R-I-P-P-I-N-G. I got the V-V-S-I-C-E. Oh, like a cool juice. Blame it on my jewel. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam, Jerry Bow. Let's finish dissecting this Chargers matchup because once you really start looking into it, you can find a lot of good spots. Cam comes up with one right now, and I'm going to hit it. We're going to release it on Sports Map now. Total field goals made in the Chargers-Ravens game over three. I first thought Tucker, just Tucker, is going to – they lay him up for – you know what I mean? When they lay him up for the field goals, once they cross – Midfield, they're already thinking about that three. It's automatic to them. In a game that's so close, in a game that you have a a rookie quarterback, in a game that points are going to be at a premium, you better be sure that they're going to take care of that ball and lay them up. I see Tucker hitting two or three himself. I take the over. Go ahead and start hitting that bet over three total field goals in the Chargers-Ravens. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm kind of I'm looking at all these props right now. There's some good stuff on there, and, what do we think about the the over under on the three and a half catches for Melvin Gordon? We we briefly discussed that. I'm kind of liking that one. I, I I think he'll probably get there. I think the number's probably about right, but I just have a feeling they're going to check down to him quite a bit today. Yeah, they should. Um, I think I'm seeing Eckler's active. Is that what I'm seeing correctly? We yep. uh, we'll have that final inactive list um, coming up here pretty soon, but. Yeah, I mean, someone's going to have to catch that ball out of that backfield. That's how you alleviate the pressure. That's what happened in the first game. They got away from that run, and they couldn't do it like they wanted to. If 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 you, if the Ravens are bringing that outside pressure, how do you get that screen? You get that yeah. screen game going. Let let them come through. Let them put their hands on Rivers. But he's going to dump it right over the top of them, and you're going to have a lot of space. Yeah, I mean, the first game when they when the, when they played, that was Melvin Gordon's first game back from I think missing three with that injury, and he still had three catches in that game. So the fact that he's a lot healthier, and it's a few weeks later. I mean, that yeah, that's that's a bet I'm taking all day, every day. Yeah, I think so too. I they're going to have to use him a lot in this game, and it's a big one, especially for Rivers. Man, this is a 
you know, his career is kind of starting to wind down a little bit. Most passing yards for a player that I don't think has won a playoff game. I think yeah. he, he's he's like 8,000 over Warren Moon or something. But, yeah, he's got 54,000 passing yards and no playoff victories. The only thing that scares me about Baltimore, they permitted the NFL's third fewest receiving yards per game to enemy backs, 29.5. That's the only thing that gets me here. It's kind of scary. Over, man, they're crazy. Gordon's coming back against a defense that – giving up 3.57 rushing yards over the final five games. 80 total yards to the four backs in those games. 80 total yards rushing. Amazing. That's what, I mean, that's crazy, Baltimore. Uh, I mean, I want to. I, I, know. I can't get off the charges. I can't get off of them now. No. I mean, I don't, everything that tells me I shouldn't be on them, but I just think the Chargers pull this out. And remember, if you remember correctly, I had a big, big play on the Ravens in the first matchup. So it, it's not that... Anything's changed so much since then, but I just think that once you see that kind of offense for the second time around, it's a big, big difference. You see that kind of – it's an unorthodox style. You don't – you're not used to seeing it, and when you don't have to prepare for it one time as a player, you're like, man, dang, we got the Ravens coming up in two weeks. Let's hurry up and get past this. Let's get back to normal stuff because what they're doing isn't normal football. Now, you see them again within, a what, a month's time? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be advantage – Chargers. Yeah, and if it makes uh, yeah. you feel better for betting on the Chargers, one, that last score was a fumble recovery for like 70 yards for Baltimore. And two, they had that broken coverage big play, 70 yards to the backup tight end. Those are two touchdowns that are just kind of almost fluke touchdowns against the Chargers. They don't normally give up big plays. And then again, the last touchdown, the little fumble recovery was already at the end of the game. So, I mean, if it helps you bet on the Chargers because of those things, I mean, it's not the same stuff's not going to happen. They're not going to only score 10 points. You know, Philip Rivers is not going to pass for just 180 yards. Like, And the Chargers had three turnovers that game. Yeah. I don't see that happening again. And what do you make of this, Cam? It looks like Hunter Henry's going to play. So, and guys, for DFS, that might be a really good cheap tight end if you just want to kind of punt on tight end and DFS this week and get, you know, Hunter Henry and just hope he catches you a, a, a touchdown like that. That would be big. Yeah, I think that's almost going to be kind of like a decoy because, look, they had Antonio Gates all the year and he didn't really do anything. They didn't really have much tight end play. So I don't see it changing in the game plan. But because of Hunter Henry's ability, I think using him on the field, even if you're not throwing to him, is going to make Baltimore kind of have to shift what they're going to do, which is going to you know allow for big plays from both the Williams and, uh, and Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, he's an athletic dude. He's a good player. We'll see if he's bounced back from that ACL. We know Stephen A. Smith really liked his chances against the Chiefs a, a few weeks ago, even though he wasn't going to play. Yeah, yeah, and Derek Johnson really <laughs> contained him. Yeah, that was a, a crucial matchup everybody was looking for. So An, an interesting prop. Philip Rivers, he this late season funk isn't something new to him though. So let's keep that in mind. Rivers threw for 220 yards or fewer in three of the four December starts, three straight multi-interception games to close out the year. Today, yeah. you can get Rivers to throw an interception at minus 145. Does Rivers throw an interception today after throwing multi-interceptions to close out the game uh, the year three times? So just something to look forward to. Again, whenever you have a line this close. Why not cash that bet maybe in the first quarter and then you're just chilling watching the game, playing with your uh, free deposit bonus on my yeah. bookie, thriving it. I mean, come on. Don't. These games are tough. I'll, I'm going to release a big, big play here coming up on Sports Map in the next 10 minutes. Start going to the site, refreshing it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to. You can't take me off my play. But if you don't agree with me for whatever reason from the public action, start uh, getting on some of these little prop bets yeah. that we're releasing because I love all, all of them that we've touched. I will be releasing and I will be playing myself. 
There you have it, guys. We're going to have more of those plays. We're also going to get into this Eagles-Bears game with uh, Holly Seymour on the other side. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5.